how long we're gonna gonna go. There's a lot of I think I'm sensing this is a special service, right? There's a lot of focus on Christ, the cross. I'm talking about the blood, and uh, really that's if nothing else this morning. That's the message we want to get across, and uh, and I think we've done a good job. But uh, John chapter 14. We're just gonna look a couple minutes at verse 15. If I can find my Bible, don't think we got some little ones that are heading back. John 14, verse 15. Uh, this one should be a uh, one that we all, we all can memorize before we head out, and uh, it'll be a neat one. All right, well, let's pray, and we'll, we'll take a couple minutes here. Dear Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you for the direction that you've led this service in. Lord, and I guess what my heart is working through, I don't want to distract from that. Lord, as you, you moved into the upper room discourse, it was love in your heart. Lord, Jesus, Jesus loved, loved the disciples, loved those in the world, Lord, loved so much that he went to the cross. Lord, as we quieted ourselves, uh, remembering the symbols, Lord, uh, it's love written all over it. Lord, and then I think of the things that, that he was trying to, to teach, to, to put before the disciples, the things that they're going to face, the things that he was calling on them to, to do on behalf of him. Lord, it was all because of this love. And I pray as we, we just spend a couple minutes in this verse, Lord, that we would, we would see, we would understand a bit more about this agape love. And Lord, see that it, it's, it's intended to lead us, lead us in obedience, lead us in service, lead us into to wanting to know more of you. And I pray that the focus here as we, we close this service out is on that. Lord, that we would leave with a deeper desire to know and love you. And I just pray for your leading, and I pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, verse 15 um, more or less preaches itself, doesn't it? Why don't we read it together? <laughs> if you love me, keep my commandments. Right? If you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, I don't think we have to be a rocket scientist to guess what kind of love Jesus is talking about here. This is that agape love that we see coming up in the text again and again, this, this sacrificial spiritual intimacy, right? If you love me, if you're seeking me, if you're, if you're, you're desiring that intimacy with me, keep my commandments. So approaching the text this week, I just had three Three, three questions and a, a statement, right? I, I asked as I was looking at this verse, and again, I'm just a, a simple man, but, but what is up with the if in this statement, commandment? I mean, what kind of a commandment comes with an if? <laughs> right? And I generally, I'm, I'm, I'm used to being told what to do. But, uh, I mean, Jesus, Jesus knows, as he said, if you love me, keep my commandments, Thinking about the if this week kind of had me thinking about the obey part, right? And I mean, like, even in the garden, and we won't go too deep with this there, but as, as Jesus is saying that, every time I read the word obey in my Bible, 
Right? Every time I read that command, every time I, I'm reading through that, I, I, I'm beginning to understand that I'm going to stand before Christ at the judgment seat and answer for what that looked like in my life. Does that make sense as we're working through that? As I was thinking about that if, right, as Jesus is giving a command, I, I'm given a choice, I, I can not do it, but I'm going to have to answer for that one day. So then as I'm reading through the rest of my Bible, every time he gives a command, every time I see that word obey, it's dawning on me that I will stand before my king and answer for how that looked like in my life. That kind of makes me pause and swallow a little bit. It has has an accountability that goes with this. So what's up with the if? If we go to the next side, Edward, right? What are the commandments that Jesus is, is speaking of and I mean, it's not, not exhaustive, but even if we were just to step into the, the upper room discourse, come with me to John chapter 13, verse 31, 34. Why, what are the commandments Jesus is talking about? Now, there, as Jesus is teaching, there's, there's all sorts of commandments and principles and doctrines that he puts before us. But as this upper room discourse is taking place, it starts with love. Right, they observe the Lord's table. That's a, that's a commandment. Right? They're observing the ordinance. And we remember studying through th- John chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you that you what's it say? love one another. What kind of love do you think that is? Agape love, that sacrificial, spirit-led love. Right? Love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. They needed to, to come together in that spiritual unity for what they were going to face. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And then me being the, the oldest son and a sinner by nature... I asked the, the third question here. What if I don't keep the commandments? Right, what, if, what, if I, what if I bank on the side of if, right? And, uh, I mean, does that mean that I don't love Jesus if I don't keep his commandments? Does that mean I don't understand the spiritual intimacy? Does that mean that, 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 that I'm, not, I'm not grasping what Jesus has for me? And, and I mean, I just read, read the verse, 1 John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's pretty simple. All right? Disobedience would reflect something other than loving Jesus. So just in the, the moments that we have, what is up with the if? Jesus knows here, and this is a reflection even on my own testimony and the, the time I spent away from the Lord having been raised in the church, raised singing the songs, raised sitting in the pews. You can listen to these truths. You can sing, Jesus loves me. Oh, you, can, you can sing. I mean, I still remember mom kicking me up the aisle to do special music, right? I mean, I, I remember that. You can sing about loving Jesus, Right? You can listen, you can know, but unless that truth is cultivated intentionally in your life, right? this spiritual intimacy, right? this, this, this growing, this learning, unless that's cultivated in your life and disciplines and routines, it remains just words, doesn't it? It remains just words. It doesn't take root in our lives. It doesn't grow in our hearts. With these crazy thoughts, if 
you love me, he's speaking to Philip, if you love me. Just because Jesus is telling Philip to love him, does he? Oh, he's got a choice to make. He's got, a, he's got a, a decisions to make. He's got things in his life to work through. Just because this verse is preached from pulpits, will God's people respond with change? Right? Well, will God's people respond with faithfulness? Like Jesus is calling us to, to love him and keep his commandments. Are believers today doing that outside the church? In parenting... I'm still thinking about the if, right? And maybe the older parents and maybe the younger parents are listening. Does telling your children often enough that you must love Jesus, or does telling your children and often enough that you love Jesus, right? Does that make them love Jesus? No, they, they, they have decisions to make, right? And that's, 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 that's the principle here. Philip, if... You love me. You've got some decisions to make. You, you've got some things in your life um, to get right here. Keep my commandments. Jesus was placing this particular truth before these men for them to learn to grow in. And I want you to catch this. We're going to turn to it to a passage, and Mr. Hogan and I were talking about this Saturday morning. For them to learn to grow in, but for them to return to. And these men didn't grasp this right at the start. They didn't grasp fully this agape love. They hadn't seen Jesus die for them yet. Right? Their, their, their love wasn't quite at that agape level quite yet. But they would learn that as they watched Jesus go through this. That they would grow in that as they, they began to understand what was done on the cross. And they would return to that. So, just looking at the love, we've looked at the if. Now let's look at the love for a couple seconds. What kind of love is Jesus asking for us? It's, it's agape love. It's a seeking, growing, spiritual intimacy. The whole ambiance of this begins with the Lord's Supper, right? And the sacrifice is creating this, this love aspect. So what does agape love involve from Philip's behalf? Well, it involves a, a heart a seeking heart for prayer, right? When we think of spiritual intimacy, right? it's connecting and it's intimately they're coming before Jesus. This agape love involves a heart for worship. And one of the songs we're singing about having awe and reverence before God, right? recognizing who he is. I mean, stopping um, not just in our day periodically, but I, I know oftentimes I'm like, God, I, I don't understand What's going on right now? But I, I, I'm learning who you are. That's just that, that intimacy. It's a heart for time in the Word, learning who Christ is. And oftentimes we stop there. Right? Prayer, worship, and time in the Word, learning who Christ is. But, but oftentimes we, we need to, so oftentimes we need to include the fellowship with other believers in this. This loving one another, this coming together Right? If you love me, keep my commandments. We just read it, right? Loving one another, coming together in those needs. And I thought it was neat as we have that heart for prayer, heart for worship, heart for, for time in the word, learning who Christ is, and heart for, for fellowship, growing and learning in these things. It's neat there. A heart for Christ, right, is a heart for spiritual obedience. And it's going to be seen. It's going to be reflected 
Uh, I thought of, <laughs> thought of uh, I know I try not to get off to it, just even the, the discipleship group. And I think you guys could tell those that are on it with prayer requests going out and, and, and just hearing God's people. I'm praying, right? I'm connecting with that. We're, we're bringing that before the throne. Right, that, that's, a, that's a agape love for one another as it's being brought. Right, that's a, a, if you love me, keep my commandments. I asked the question this week, are churches today a model of spiritual love for Christ? Right, are we a model of spiritual love for Christ? A people who spiritually pray, spiritually worship, love for learning who Christ is, and we spiritually fellowship. Is that the model that we present to the world? Right? In many cases, yes. We have to ask the question, what does agape spiritual love look like in this church? Right? What does it look like in this church? Those that were here Wednesday night, I wanted to be able to ask the four-year-old that was running around in flip-flops Wednesday while we prayed what she thought agape love for Christ was. Right, as, as she watched as, as her mom and a dozen women prayed upstairs talking to Jesus. I'm thinking about that, like that keeping the commandments, that loving Jesus, that growing learning. I, I wanted to ask the four-year-old, and I know why they're called flip-flops now, because that's all, all, not that I was distracted, Dr. Doherty, but there's five of us praying at the front of this church, and that's all you, I don't even know what she was doing, but slap, 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 right? But she's watching people pray. And she's watching men pray. Right? Talking, loving, you know, keeping the commandments. That, that's the agape love I'm trying to get across. If you love me, that spiritual intimacy, right, you will keep my commandments. Right? And those are the things that, that connect um, with us. What are the commandments? We read them earlier. Uh, just commenting on the loving one another from 1334 to 35, we would be well on our way to be a church that models Christ as its first love if we followed those things in times of difficulty, right? In times of need, in times of distress, in times of praise, right? A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Right? That's where we're seen drawing to the center. That's where we're seen drawing to, to Christ in our midst. That's where we're on our knees bringing requests for Wade, bringing requests for, for people in our community, bringing requests for ourselves um, before the throne. Right? That you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Why? Because by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That agape love is a heart for prayer, right? That spiritual intimacy is a heart for worship, heart for, for time in the Word, learning who He is, right? And fellowship with one another, right? That is, that is keeping the commandments. There's a number of others. 14.11 is believe in His deity for power, and 12 is, is there's a doing, but, but we don't have time for that this morning. But I had made the statement earlier that Jesus was placing this truth before these men for them to learn, grow in, and return to. Why did I say that? And I put here in my notes, newsflash, some people believe in Christ. Right? They believe in what was done on the cross. Right? They believe and by faith, but they choose not to obey. I mean, can we agree with that? They, they, they make decisions and their lives do not reflect loving Christ. That's a newsflash. I know it's probably a shock <laughs> to us, but I mean, we know many people that believe and yet choose not to 
love Jesus. Right? If I was to ask, I'm going to say individuals, let's say 35 and under, what loving Jesus was about, do you love Jesus? And I know because I've had these conversations. Would they start with their spiritual disciplines and how God speaks to their hearts? Would they speak, you know, like, okay, yeah, I love Jesus, my time in prayer, you know, my time in worship or, 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 or you know, the fellowship with the believers, like, I, I love spending time in the Word. Would they start with that? And, you know, obviously you don't quote, but I mean, most of the time, some of the conversations start with, like, I have a Jesus fish on my van. Right? That's their idea of loving Jesus, or I have a CD in my car. CDs is still a thing, MP3, blue. Anyhow, they have worship music in their vehicle. Right? That's their idea of loving Jesus. And I'm just catching that there because there's, a, there's an outworking here. If you love me, keep my commandments. And it's a heart for the spiritual things of Christ. Um, couldn't think of a, a better example of, of Jesus placing these truths before these guys. Right? So that they would learn, grow in. And we've got to turn to Mark chapter 14 for that. Mark chapter 14. And the thing that struck me in Mark 14, we're heading for the Garden of Gethsemane, and that's, that's where we're heading in our John study as well. But in Mark chapter 14, verse 32, it dawned on me, you know, I, had, and I forget exactly what I was doing, but it dawned on me that just mere hours after Jesus is having these conversations, just mere, mere hours after Jesus gives this pretty direct command here that, that, that preaches itself, right? If you love me, if you're, if you're seeking, if you have a heart spiritually seeking me, keep my commandments. Just mere hours later, verse 32, we find Philip's response as well as the rest of the disciples. It says, then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. Right? Jesus spiritually intimate with the Father, Right? He's a heart. He's preparing himself for what's coming. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, the same ones that were on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he, became, pardon me, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. Right? There, there's a, there's a, a spiritual, emotional, mental there going on. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but you will. God, I, I'm going to obey you. Then he came and found them, right? Peter, James, John, found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Just thinking about there, was that loving Jesus as he slept? <laughs> you know, this idea of, of, of I, I know Peter believed, I know Peter loved to the point where he, he understood Jesus, but here he's sleeping. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he, Jesus, went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again. I'm just thinking that verse, if you love me, keep my commandments. They were told to pray. They were told to prepare themselves for what they were going to face. Sleep again, for their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time. Boy, I'm glad for Jesus' grace and patience. I would have been sawing logs at that point, probably. Right? And said to them, are you still sleeping? 
and resting. It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed in the hands of sinners. Rise and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Right? We find, we find them sleeping. I mean, is this what love looks like? But we're going to step down to verse 50. Right? And we know this narrative. Right? They weren't paying attention. I mean, is this what love looks like? Is that what obedience looks like? But then we find them, verse 50 says, then they all forsook him and fled. Right, we find them all running. Coming back to our verse, and we don't even have to flip back there, but I mean, is if you love me, keep my commandments. These were truths that these men had to learn. They had to grow in. They had to return to after they failed here in the garden, after they were found running. And I thought to myself, that, that is such an important aspect Right? And it's, it's such a, a needed thing to understand that, that agape love is, is, is coming to the Lord's table. Right? It's starting over when we need to. Right? It's coming back to that place of God. I, I just need to get back to searching once again. Just in close. And, and I've spent quite a bit of time thinking about this. What happens when you are not spiritually intimate with Christ. Just thinking about this, right? If you love me, that is spiritual intimacy, right? Keep my commandments. What happens when you are not spiritually intimate with Christ? No heart for, for, for prayer, right? Those aren't things that you're found doing outside in, in the day-to-day. -day. No heart for worship outside of, let's say, even say Sunday morning, no heart for the word. Maybe you're just too busy. I know how quickly it happens where you lose the heart. No heart to be around God's people. Right? Growing, serving. What happens? It's really not complicated. Nothing happens. Right? I mean, if you find yourself there with, with no spiritual intimacy with Christ, nothing happens. And he just says there, if you love me, keep my commandments. And if you don't love Jesus, guess what? Nothing is happening in your life. What does, what does godly fear look like? Right? Boldly waiting for his appearance. Right? It's recognizing that we're going to answer for that. Right? That intimacy with God. It's, we're going to stand before the judgment seat. If we choose not to, we'll answer for that. And as churches, we're responsible. As pastor, I'm responsible. Each of us is responsible for that. And I think, again, with the, the flavor of this service, that's why we need to remember. That's why we come once a month, right? Should do it every Sunday. So I, you know, but I said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And it's all centering around that spiritual intimacy with Christ, learning, growing, and returning to him. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um, just for these moments that we've spent, Lord, I, I do pray that we would take, um, take these words, take this, this short verse, and we would allow it to pierce our hearts. Lord, this intimacy that you're calling on us, the if, if you love me. Lord, it, it's, it's, it's very clear. We don't have to, to look very deep to know if we, we have that intimacy or not. And I pray for each one in this room. Lord, for those that are, are walking and, and they're alive and they're excited about 
their relationship with you. I thank you for that, and I pray that you would use them to reach out and, and, and disciple, reach out and help someone else uh, reach that place. Lord, I think of, I think of excuse me, those who, who are struggling. Lord, and struggle is part of life, struggle is part of this Christian walk. I pray for those that are struggling that they would come back to that love. They would come back to what we've observed at the table. They would come back to the cleansing blood and they would start again. Lord, and I pray for, for that last part of that verse because often as believers, we, we love to talk about the love, but the obedience. Lord, and I, I'm sure that every one of us has things in our lives that do not belong. Lord, and I pray that you would allow us to look at these things and perhaps there are things that are hindering our love with you. And I pray that we would do business. We would reach out for help. Um, we would seek, seek out resources. Lord, we would do whatever it takes, Lord, to find ourselves in that proper place before you. And I pray that we would not do it alone or we would understand that even as Jesus is speaking to Philip, other ears are listening. And they're doing this together. Help us to love one another through this. And I pray these things in your name.